radio transmission by me, Donald Dean. Make me an island. Hello there, Islanders, and thanks for tuning in. My name is Donald Aneen, and together with Ian Cudmore, we are Make Me an Island, and it is our pleasure to welcome you on board for the 41st time today. Before we get started, a quick announcement about some absolute treats that are coming down the line in the weeks ahead. By way of pushing back against the forces of perpetual lockdown, we're going to be upping our game and introducing you to the wired and wonderful world of Jennifer Walsh next week. There's an Arthur Russell tribute show with the esteemed Peter Broderick in the bag too. And within the month, we will be finally conferring the dubious honour of guest Islander on the harbour master himself, Conor O'Brien from Villagers. As always, you can support the making of these islands over on Patreon and in so doing help us keep the dream alive, which is exactly what it's all about. Picking up where we left off last week with Big John Flynn, we're back at the Sugar Club this week again for another blistering set from an equally dynamic trio. Miles Manley's debut album proper has been a long time coming. But in the manner of good things coming to those who wait, it certainly did not disappoint when it finally dropped in 2020. Cometh the Softies is a stunning record by any standards and we're delighted to say that it's about to be played in its entirety from blistering start to the very bitter end by Sullivan Kelly, Chris Barry and the man himself, Mr. Miles Manley. So take your seats and quiet everyone please, it's showtime. Yeah. 
thanks very much, everyone. We're just going to play the album um, from start to finish. And this one is uh, Relax, Enjoy Your Night Upon the Town, which um, was a single a few years ago. next song that we're going to do is um, I Heard Your Mum Call Michael and um, this was about at my brother's uh, fourth birthday party the next door neighbour came over and he wasn't in the same school and uh, one of the boys kept saying oh your mum's calling you Michael oh, go home Michael your mum's calling this uh, horrible horrible little boy I heard you in the car, 
This one is uh, Billy Drag versus Ed Sheer Cunt. You are okay for kids. 
This one's called Cinema Slash Mild Manners. And it, it's cinema up to the end of the first verse. And it's about going to the cinema. And then um, it's Mild Manners, which is about when someone pisses on the toilet seat and doesn't wipe up after it.
this one's called Will Anyone. of it all sent you wearing out of control out of cold and grey monotony how could someone cut so clean be so This one's Fitzer.
This one is a uh, shite show. Yes. Yeah. 
This one is uh, Johan. on the album which is called Smoke. And I should say um, thanks very much to Dono for having us on. We appreciate it.
Congratulations on a wonderful record and thank you so much for your performance. It was just brilliant to hear you play together because when, being honest, when I put this, these shows together, um, it was before I heard the record and after I heard the record, it was like, oh, that's one of the most brilliant things of, of, that's been released. And it was, so it's great to hear it played because I think it's really like an ensemble piece and, and uh, it revealed itself as such there. Yeah, well, we recorded it exactly the way we play it live, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I think it's probably the best way to hear it, yeah. really. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Okay. Um, the, uh, the last three songs, Shite Show, Yawn and Smog, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think anyway, they, 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 they're a wonderful way to end the whole record, but um, is it kind of... Would that sum up the kind of like some of the themes of the record, those titles of those three, or what, what, what are they? Um, so it's definitely like two halves, you know? Yeah. Oh, come closer. Uh, like, yeah, even just when I'd finished it, I noticed that the titles for the first half of the record, the first five songs, are already long, you know? Yeah. And then the second half, it's all one word. Yeah. Which wasn't really intentional, but it does reflect, like, kind of how it was made in a way. Okay. Like, feel like the first half is very confused or something, and the second half is more like, understand what I was. Yeah. Did, uh, how did doing. the writing come? Like, did, was it written? Or, you know, it's been a long time in the making, I take it, right? Yeah. So, um, was it over a long stretch, the, the writing of the songs? or it, The writing was probably like the first, like most of the first half of the songs, first half of the album, were kind of written like in 2016 or yeah. like I was going to be. My idea was to have something for the 1916 centenary. Yeah. So, like, that was kind of why it was, like, to do with nationality, like, England and things like that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so that's, like, you know, four years ago or something. Yeah. But then the rest of the songs were kind of written over the next year after that or something. 
So it probably wasn't finished, all the songs that ended up on it until like the start of 2017, something like that. Yeah. And when you say nationality in England, so what, what was, was sort of the, the basis of those songs? What are you talking about there? Um, well, like, I'm, I'm like half English, half Irish, basically, like yeah. down, basically down the middle. Like, I grew up in England till I was seven. Then my mum's side, the family's all Irish, and yeah. we moved to Sligo. So then I just have this, yeah, have this kind of like weird duality about that, you know? Yeah. And, was, and yeah, go on. Well, I was just kind of trying to get to the bottom of it, really, because I, yeah. I was getting really anxious and worked up about the centenary. I don't know. I was thinking a lot about like bullying that I got as a child, which yeah. was to do with like being English. Yeah. But it wasn't really, I feel like looking back at it, it wasn't about being English you know that was just something a stick to be hit me with or something yeah sure you know I mean? yeah yeah because so. because I the mission statement of nationalism capitalism and sexuality via the language of the playground bullying I mean it's just a prism through which to understand these subjects right yeah it wasn't like that was the thing you know I thought it was about nationality and then I realized what that there was just other things yeah. that I was really talking about or something. Yeah, right. And and so you kept writing. So And then the extended period of since the kind of conception of the idea to now, the actual recording took place when? Um, so we actually recorded it twice. We recorded it the first time, I can't even remember. I think it was, was it 2017? Yeah. Like oh, the summer record- of 2017. Okay, so you had two goals. Yeah, we recorded it and then we didn't release it for various reasons for like, and then a year later we were still playing the songs and we weren't happy with the recordings. Okay. And so we recorded it from scratch. Um, I recently, I can't remember who the author was, but I read, I heard an interview with an author recently describing how he how he worked and it was, he would write his, his novel and then he would rewrite it. Yeah. Uh, as a way of kind of, as a method, I thought, oh, that's really interesting how you might kind of, you know, redo a work. Did it... Yeah, it was, did, I'm did, really uh, glad that we did. Like, yeah, I think we did yeah, much was, better. I was going to say was the, second time. the difference and, and is... We just this. knew the songs were better and we knew exactly what we were going for. Yeah. But it was still, you know, I think Chris was like, oh, it'll take a week or something. Yeah. To redo it, and I was like, "No, it won't. It'll take three months." And yeah. I've, but like, and I was right. But yeah, yeah. sorry, Chris, <laughs> you were wrong. Um, no, when it comes sorry. to playing with Sullivan, Chris, I mean, um, they provide a lot of um, sounds to play with, right? Even though um, you're you're a three piece, I mean, I mean, I was so impressed with the sound that you make. Um, how, when did you start playing together? Um, I've been playing with Chris like since kind of my first EP came out, mm-hmm. which was recorded with this guy, Elder Roach. Don't know if you, do you know him? No. Um, Who is he's he? Not, he's not really making music anymore. I think he's doing photography. I haven't actually seen him for ages, but um, anyway, I recorded this EP with him and then, which came out in like 2012, I think. And then uh, made a live band and that's when I met Chris, like, through the drummer of, yeah. that had played on the EP, I think. Okay. So that's, a, you know, that's like eight years now that I've been playing with yeah. Chris. So, so, so 
pretty much for the extent of your evolution in the, the decade of music that I you've guess been. So, yeah. yeah. He's been there from the start. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, just before that, you did maths and Trinity. And before that, again, you were in school in Sligo, right? But there was music in your life in secondary school, right? Uh, yeah. Um, like, I, did, I only started playing music in, like, transition year in secondary school. Yeah. Which was not... It was just because, like, all my friends started getting guitar lessons. And um, I ended up playing the bass because there was, like, no bass player and everybody wanted one or like gone and cold a little bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then i ended up i don't know yeah just kind of realized so oh, i know how, know how to do this or something and and how did the battle of the bands thing happen or can you remember you were telling um me? well that would have been like a couple of years later when i had more like i had started writing songs you know yeah and like and, and and how and when did that start um don't know really like I can remember going to the Gale Tut and I was in a house with loads of people that were songwriters you know I think oh, it was right. just like that just by uh, chance well no because I um, I think before that like I always wanted to be like a short story writer that was until I was about 15 that's what I thought my creative thing was you know mm -hmm. and then when I realised that I could see how songwriting worked. I was like, well, that's yeah. just, I don't know, it's just, it just seemed easy. I, I, I think you've maintained the short bit, though, because like one of the things that really is striking about uh, your work is that, you know, the brevity and the impact of the songs, you, you, you know, the, the, the album clocks, the 10 songs clock in it. Yeah, I really, like, I think a lot about, like, the f form, you know? Yeah. Of, like, the song. Uh -huh. I don't know. And what 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 is it? Do you think I just about it? want it to be like, per, like crystallized, you know. Yeah, right. Not, yeah, not, yeah, right. It's not like jam. There's no jam section. It's yeah, like there's totally no there's no uh, uh, cladding, padding, padding. Yeah, yeah sorry, padding. Um, yeah, so that's I mean, but that's an impressive way to do it, and I think it's it's wonderful you do it. So so the short story thing, you you started to to see how songwriting could work. Yeah. And from there. Well, then I just had a band, like, with a few other people, and um, we just wound up on this kind of crazy trip of, like, it was like in this nationwide battle of the bands that had a TV show following, like, it was, like, run by transition year mini companies. Yeah. They would, like, run a local battle of the bands, and then there's, like, a regional final, and then yeah. national final. Yeah. And there was a like RTE TV show that followed four of the schools, and we just happened to be one of the. What was like, the name of the show? Uh, Blast Beat. Oh right, yeah. And um, yeah, it was, so we ended up be, like getting to the final of that, which I think probably is partly because we were being followed on TV. You know, mm -hmm. like I don't know if that was contributing. And so was this happening? Was this? Reality TV before reality TV. As it was in, like is it, say, it was like around the time of like pop stars. You know, the very first one okay. of those. Yeah, yeah. I think it was probably. Hmm, no, that's that can't be true. Actually, it was probably post like pop idol. Right. But it was 
is life now is post pop idol, <laughs> yeah. as in. But um, but so tell me about. So you're still in school, and and somebody's you're being followed, and you have you're on TV effectively, which led to I would imagine your first taste of of um, your 15 minutes of fame came around. Yeah, it was definitely it was a weird thing of just being like, fa- you know, famous in Sligo, Sligo yeah. town. Yeah. Um, was it a... Like well, actually, when I moved to Dublin, like, for college, I would get recognised in the streets. Okay. So it was, like, yeah. during my leaving cert year. So it's it's kind of just before the kind of internet thing where TV just kind of evaporated. So it was TV was still yeah. meaningful to most people. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, and what the experience overall was relatively, like, you came out unscathed relatively for... Um, or how would you say... I def- I came out of it being like I don't want to be involved in the music industry, yeah. like, basically. Yeah. For why? Just felt like I did. Uh, it was like out too much out of my control or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And people bullshitting you constantly, like. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so okay, so let's go back to to where we are now. So like among them, the you know brilliant things is the presentation of the songs and your collaborations with filmmakers right so there's been already there's been with um amazing work with bob gallagher seamus handley michael higgins and there's another one from there's going to be an animated yeah short film with um for shite show yeah yeah that, well That's hopefully yeah. i don't want to jinx it but yeah okay let's not jinx it yeah <laughs> so Do potentially in the works anyway yeah yeah um that side of the presentation was so so um maybe we could talk a little bit about how how that worked for you i mean how you approached that the music videos yeah it's uh, funny, that colla- like, so that collabor- that type of collaboration um, um that's some i mean again you're exploring your i think it's like uh it's like you get to be uh actor for like a couple of days a year or something yeah that's my that's what I get out of it. Okay. Like, I suppose for a lot of people, that's like the thing they think of is that I make really good music videos. Yeah. But it's always You like, mean when they think of you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. But it's always like the last thing I think of or something. Okay. It's, it's, for me, it's just like a promotional thing. Right. I mean, and it's, it's, for, it's useful for like showing kind of, just giving a more of a picture of what the music's about or something. Yeah. Right. Um, sure. So it, it doesn't really have any importance beyond I that. Do, well, no, I do like it. You know, I do. Yeah. It's sort of similar, similar skills in terms of like con- conceiving of things or something. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but, yeah. So just when it comes to the songs again, right? So so in the in the way that you know your practice in terms of of uh, we'll say from the start your practice of how you write songs. I mean, have has that kind of refined over the years or how? Do you write quickly or slowly, or how does it work? Um, it's generally, it's generally like project to project in a way. Yeah. And it's really slow at the start, and then once I kind of know what I'm doing, it's fast or something. Yeah. And and can songs be uh, in a form where they need to be distilled down to that crystallized thing that you were talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like all the songs here were like started out just as. Uh, like most of them were started out with drum machine beats, you know, 
And then I would just kind of like, I mean, I kind of can't remember the process in some ways. Okay. Because it was like such a jumble, you know, they're all kind of written together Mm -hmm. and there's loads of stuff that's just, was discarded, like that didn't make it into finished song form. Yeah. Um, The, I mean, the option, or sorry, I mean, back when you were were originally conceiving of the record, um, um, I mean, it must be a little bit more than disappointing not to be able to release it into a situation where you get some feedback in terms of energy within a room or uh, so Definitely, on. like, yeah. yeah. Um, well, you kind of don't, I don't know. You've kind of, it's kind of had enough time to accept that yeah. it's like not going to be a normal yeah. release, you know, but we would have done probably a big tour for the album if it was normal, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, sitting there on, on you know, as a mem- as a as sole member of the audience, um, a few of us, um, it, it really just was so striking about how, you know, how much more bigger of a thing it would be with that energy because it, it's that type of music that yeah, it did make that, me that, a, that creates energy. It did make me a bit sad, like, doing a gig here because yeah. normally our Dublin gig is, like, the best one of the yeah. tour, you know? Yeah. Because obviously most people know us here. Yeah. The more people know us here than anywhere else. Yeah. I guess we got to say all of that with the proviso that, you know, in 2021, which we will be, or it will be when we are listening to this, that you're going to have those opportunities and, uh, uh, and maybe yeah. we'll appreciate them all the well, more. Well, it's kind of, yeah, I suppose it's like there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel now. So yeah. you can kind of start think. I mean, I'm just thinking about having a whole load of new stuff ready for when proper gigs are back, or, you know. Okay, right. Which is a good, like, that's something you can focus on. That's the, it, right? The make making use of your time, your downtime. Yeah, yeah, this year I haven't done any writing because it's hard, I, I always just picture it at, at a gig, like, that's where yeah. I see it happening, like, you know, I don't right. think of about the, the record, really. Right. It's more of a... I think the live thing is like the main thing that yeah. I, I do or something. Yeah. And so that that kind of what happens in there um, is the kind of the eye of the hurricane for you. Yeah. It's just like the actual, my main practice, like, yeah, you know, doing, yeah, like playing gigs. Yeah. Well, um, whilst on that, it was a pleasure um, hearing you play this evening. And I want to thank very much Chris Barry and Sol of Kelly um, for their amazing playing and I want to wish you all the best for Come With The Softies I think oh, it's going to have like life beyond well beyond 2020 and 2021 and all oh, the other hopefully, years hopefully yeah. yeah that'd be nice and uh, thanks to Rico and to Ian on the sound thanks to everybody here at the Sugar Club and uh, to uh, the listeners of Make Me An Island thank you thanks very much <laughs> thanks again Miles <clears throat> no worries um, great. That's it now, is it? That's it, yeah. Cool. <laughs>